All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are locked on Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman, and today I am joined by Tori McElhaney of AtlantaFalcons.com. We're going to be talking about the turning point in the Falcons' Week 17 loss to the Bills, what's next for them to play for in their Week 18 matchup against the New Orleans Saints, and whether or not we are closing in on the end of the Matt Ryan era. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, ladies and gentlemen, you are Locked On Falcons. Of course, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman, your proud host of this world-renowned Locked on Falcons podcast, of course, been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at Falcfans.com, RIP, still going strong on Twitter at Falcfans. And today I am joined by Tori McElhaney, formerly of The Athletic, now uh, covering the Atlanta Falcons for AtlantaFalcons.com, the official website for the team. And Tori's going to be here with us talking a little bit about her experience watching the Falcons face the Bills in week 17, talk a little bit about uh, the turning point in that game uh, with some second half uh, elements that may have, you know, decided the outcome of that game. We'll talk a little bit about whether or not this Falcons team was impressive in that loss and whether there's any value to that. We'll talk about this upcoming week 18 matchup with the Falcons and Saints talking a little bit about whether or not there's motivation for them, whether they'll play some of the young players, as well as talking about whether or not we are approaching the end of the Matt Ryan era in Atlanta and what's at stake with that. Uh, But before we get into all of that with Tori McElhaney, uh, I do want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Falcons your first listen each and every day. Of course, Lockdown Falcons is free and available on a variety of podcast platforms, uh, including Apple, Odyssey, Google, and Spotify, as well as now free and available on YouTube. So go make sure you subscribe to the Lockdown Falcons YouTube channel. Now that all being said, Tori, welcome back to the show. Thank you. You know, I'm I'm always happy to pop on the Locked On Falcons podcast anytime. Anytime you send me a, a message, I'm always like, yes, I will be there. You just let me know when and where. <laughs> well, we are in the heart of winter. Tell you can tell from me wearing my Falcons hoodie. Um, but, uh, Tori, how was your first snow game up in Buffalo this past weekend? Honestly, it was pretty great. You know, I, I think I said on multiple occasions before the Buffalo game that I was just not looking forward to it because my, I'm a Southern girl, like through and through I've lived in Georgia my entire life. And I did not know how I was going to be able to handle <laughs> the cold. And then to see that there was snow in the forecast, I mean, But honestly, looking back, I had a great time in Buffalo. I ate some really good wings. We went and saw uh, Niagara Falls, which is really cool, because I don't know if I'll ever be up in that area and just go go see Niagara. Um, But honestly, the the highlight of it was kind of to be at the the stadium and, and to experience a snow game in Buffalo, because I feel like that's the right way to do a Buffalo Bills game. And I felt that. Yeah. Now, uh, getting into this Bills game, um, you know, a lot was made of the late game missed call, depending on your perspective, uh, by the officiating. I know you wrote about that uh, at AtlantaFalcons.com on that quote unquote non Matt Ryan touchdown. Um, But I'm curious 
whether or not you felt like that was the turning point in the game for the Falcons where it really cost them, or maybe there was an earlier point in the game, particularly after that third quarter interception of Foyer Aluakun, where the Falcons failed to get points. For you, where was uh, the opportunity for the Falcons to really, you know, finish off the Bills or, or take it to the Bills uh, in that second half? I'm so glad that you brought up not scoring after Foyer's interception because that I, I know like I wrote about Matt Ryan's touchdown being called back and I know that that was kind of the biggest storyline coming out of that game. But I really do believe that it, things really started to shift after the Falcons did not score any points after Foyer's interception because that that was such a important moment and one that you think that in in so many different scenarios, the Falcons have to come away with points. It maybe isn't a touchdown, but at least three. At least be able to get to the point where you can send Young Waku out there to to put at least three on the board. Because that does, at that point in time in the game, it does make a difference to come away with points right there from a momentum standpoint, from just, you know, the start of the second half. I mean, I really do think like the second half would have looked a little bit different, if not a lot different, if they do come away with points in that scenario, especially when you consider that Voye's interception put them in Bill's territory and not just like Bill's territory, but really deep in Bill's territory. And I think it, it was just really, really disappointing. It was almost, I felt it was more disappointing that the Falcons didn't score there than it was the whole Matt Ryan situation. Um, because at that point, you're already down two scores at, when Matt Ryan tries to, to take it in from, I think, six or seven yards out. With Foyer's interception, you're right in it. It was still very much a game at that point. Yeah, you, you do wonder if the Falcons score a touchdown there, uh, whether or not that kind of forces the Bills to continue to throw the ball because kind of yep. after that third interception, they were basically like, okay, let's not – <laughs> put Josh Allen in a situation where he can continue to, uh, you know, throw these interceptions. And they basically just kind of ran the ball down the Falcons throw for the rest of the game. And you do wonder if they go up, you know, seven or eight points at that point, um, whether or not the bills feel as confident doing that at that point, And whether that changes the, the outcome of the second half of that game, but talking about that bills game. And one of the things I mentioned post game in my recap episode was I thought it was a, a fairly impressive loss for the Falcons given yeah. how well they played in the first half of the game and obviously things as we discussed didn't necessarily go their way in the second half it, but it seemed like they really executed exactly what they wanted to do through up until that um, failed opportunity in the third quarter after the Aluakun interception where do you kind of stand on the value of having a quote-unquote impressive loss for this Falcons team at this point in the season? Yeah, so I think majority of the time I tend to kind of fall on the plane of, oh, like impressive losses don't really matter, like you didn't win the game. But my mindset in twenty twenty with the 2021 Atlanta Falcons is very, very different because there is a new scheme that if on both sides of the ball that has been installed over the course of this entire season. So I am more lenient on calling losses impressive or calling losses um, kind of steps in the right direction, even if the fact even if they are losses. Um, so it is kind of a shift in my normal mindset that I have, because I, I do think that 
looking at this Buffalo Bills team, I thought this Buffalo Bills team was pretty impressive, and um, especially offensively. And, and going back to kind of what you were talking about, how they went away from the pass and and kind of stuck um, their their offensive efficiency on the ground. I think good offenses do that. Good offenses adjust to going away from something that's not working in game, and it, it's kind of up to the Falcons, I think, at this point to to see more of those in-game adjustments. Um, I think that that to me is kind of the separation with the Falcons right now is the ability to, okay, if this isn't working, let's figure out what can work, um, which is something that I think we saw the Bills do. Um, so I do think that even in a loss, there's something to take from it. And and I, I almost kind of have this like juxtaposition between the loss to the 49ers in San Francisco to the loss to the Bills in Buffalo. I felt like with the loss to the 49ers, the Falcons looked like they took a step back. I didn't see the growth of which I thought we had seen in weeks prior from both sides of the ball. But then you go up to Buffalo, and in that loss, I did see moments of, of growth. And I did see moments of kind of hope for where this team could go in 2022, 2023, and, and beyond. And so I think as long as – if you're in year one of a, of a new regime, new era, whatever you want to call it, and you are able to see growth in, in a loss, I think you're okay with that just because you understand – how early on in a process you are. Fair enough. Um, you talk about where this team can go in the future. Well, they got one more game and we'll uh, get Tori's thoughts on where they could go in week 18 against the New Orleans Saints as we continue today's Locked On Falcons podcast. So as we continue today's Locked On Falcons, I want to thank you for making Locked On Falcons your first listen each and every day. And as usual, I have recommendations for what your second listen should be. And given that the Hawks are expected to be active at the trade deadline, according to the latest reports, why not check out the Locked On Hawks podcast hosted by Brad Rowland to get the lowdown on what moves could be made over the next uh, several weeks before that trade deadline. And of course, Locked on Hawks is free and available on a variety of podcast platforms, including Apple Odyssey, Google, and Spotify. And as Brad Roland gives you that lowdown on the latest with the Atlanta Hawks, let me give you the lowdown on the latest with Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market. Built Bar is always unveiling and rotating new limited time flavors. And they got another one with their Crave Bar, which has caramel and peanuts and is a flavor that satisfies. You know that Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And the Crave flavor is just like a candy bar that satisfies your hunger. If you get my drift, you'll be satisfied not only by this delicious treat, but also satisfied by the fact that Crave, just like all Built Bar flavors, is healthier than your typical candy bar. And with that other bar that satisfies, having almost twice as many calories, twice the fat and carbs as the Crave Bar, and that Crave Bar having four times the protein. So check out the Crave Bar or any of the other delicious flavors at Built Bar by heading over to Built.com. And when you do, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. So we're continuing here with Tori McElhaney of the AtlantaFalcons.com official website. And this upcoming week, they face a division rival in uh, the New Orleans Saints, a chance to knock that team out 
of the postseason with a Falcons win. Do you think that's enough motivation for this team to go out there and, and put together a good performance and, and win this game coming off the heels of a quote-unquote impressive loss against the Bills? Or do you feel like there needs to be a little bit something else that this team is playing for in order to accomplish that? I think it's really interesting because this is almost the exact question that I asked Arthur Smith on Monday in our, our press conference with him. I asked him, I was like, do you think that this team has the wherewithal to kind of create their own motivation to go into this game without the playoff implications and understanding kind of that they can go in and ruin something for the Saints? And I thought his answer was very, very interesting because he essentially was like, if they don't have the wherewithal, if we don't have that culture set here, then that's a problem. And we don't want those type of people in this building. And I thought that was an incredibly like, forceful answer that just kind of goes to show you what Arthur Smith, I think, is laying the foundation for in this organization. Uh, So I do think that the Falcons will kind of have a bit motivate a a good bit of motivation coming into this uh, this final game of the season. You know, you think about just the rivalry in general. I I just think the Falcons Saints rivalry is one of the best in in the league um and I probably am a little biased just because I do work for the Falcons but also having grown up in the state of Georgia and really understanding this rivalry having grown up around it um but I think it's going to be a I said this on our uh Falcons final whistle podcast that that um we do over at AtlantaFalcons.com because Scott Bear was asking about this game. And I said, I thought that it was going to be a very intense game because you think about it, like there's a lot on the line for the Saints. And so you know that they're going to come in with with something to prove. They also lost to the Falcons and the way that they lost to the Falcons earlier in the season, I think is uh, reason enough for there to be an intensity from the Saints perspective. And then also from the Falcons perspective, like what I said, being able to ruin something for the Saints, uh, a a postseason playoff implication, if you will. And and then also, I think about it this way too. There are a lot of guys on this Falcons roster that are essentially playing for their jobs in 2021. There are a lot of guys on one-year deals. There's a lot of guys on contract years. And I think that you're trying to establish something for the individual just as much as you are for the team in 2021, just because of where this Falcons organization is. And so I really do think that there's, there is this kind of wherewithal from an individual standpoint and also from a team standpoint of coming in and playing well and wanting to play well and wanting to play with an intensity on, on, on Sunday. So I think there's enough to kind of build a motivation for this to be a really good game on Sunday. Yeah, obviously the Saints will have a certain intensity going into this game uh, because they need to win this game. And it'll be interesting to see if the Falcons match that intensity on Sunday Uh, talking a little bit about, you know, what Arthur Smith said to the media this week, I remember a question. I can't remember who asked it, but someone asked about whether or not this is an opportunity for the Falcons to use this final game to play some of their young guys, Mm. because you're, you're talking a little bit about some of the guys are basically playing for their jobs to a certain extent. And this is potentially a golden opportunity for the Falcons to sort of kick the tires on maybe some young guys that have not necessarily gotten as many opportunities earlier in the season, although the injuries and and various things have allowed some of these young players, particularly from their draft class to get a lot more reps uh, as of late than uh, earlier in the season. But I'm curious sort of where do you stand on this game being that type of opportunity and sort of what are your expectations for what the Falcons will do? 
I think there is that opportunity to kind of see some more young guys. But what I find really interesting is like kind of what you were saying. We've already seen a lot of these guys. We've already seen a lot of these young guys. And uh, I I think it's going to be interesting to see also kind of how the the reserve COVID-19 list affects this. So how many guys the Falcons could potentially get off of that list before this Sunday, I think, could play a role in that. Uh, I also think injuries – could play a role in that. Um, we don't know the status of Kyle Pitts, um, and that's something that we're kind of going to evaluate as the week goes on, and, and that's something that we're going to – I know I'm going to be watching. That's going to be a huge storyline, I think, for a lot of people because he is so close to to breaking a pretty significant record. Uh, so it, it's kind of like, okay, who are the Falcons going to, one, have available, and also – what's kind of Arthur Smith's mindset on this? And I think when he answered that question uh, about potentially playing younger guys or playing some guys who haven't had significant snap counts, he kind of essentially said, like, we want to win the game. And I 100%, really 100% believe that Arthur Smith isn't the type to just give guys, you know, a, a long leash and say, okay, go play. Like that's not the ship that I think Arthur Smith runs. And so it really wouldn't surprise me at all. If you do see kind of the full complement of your normal starters playing the significant reps that we've seen them play, just because I feel like that's kind of how Arthur Smith is from having covered him now for a full season. That's just kind of the vibe that I get from him. So would it surprise me if young guys played? Maybe a little bit, but but I think it would only surprise me if the Falcons were to get some guys back off the COVID nineteen list. Um, and Arthur Smith still chooses to play these young guys. I think I, I really do think that he's going to kind of stick with what what they've been doing for the whole season. Okay, from uh, the youth movement to the complete opposite. Let's talk <laughs> about Matt Ryan as we continue here with Tori McElhaney on today's Locked On Falcons. So there's more to come today on Locked on Falcons, but you're probably wondering what you should do after we're done talking on Locked on Falcons. Well, got another recommendation for what your second listen should be. And of course, that's the Locked on Bulldogs with Clinton Daniel giving you the lowdown on all the things that you need to know ahead of next Monday's national championship game against the Alabama Crimson Tide. And of course, Locked on Bulldogs is free and available on a variety of podcast platforms just like Locked On Falcons, including on YouTube. So go subscribe to the Locked On Bulldogs channel on your preferred podcast platform. And I know since we're talking about the Bulldogs, some of you may be making the long trip to Indianapolis to go check out that national championship game. And if you're going to make that drive, you're probably going to have to fill up a couple of times. And why not try to save a little bit of money when you do And you can with the free GetUpside app. When you open an account on GetUpside, you get 25 cents back per gallon every time you fill up. Of course, that type of savings can really add up over time. I use the GetUpside app all the time, filled up today, uh, and they have thousands of locations across the country. So I'm sure if you're making that drive to Indianapolis, you'll be able to fly, find plenty of stops along the way. All you got to do is download the free Get Upside app available on the App Store or on Google Play. And when you download and sign up, make sure you use the promo code TOUCHDOWN 
because you'll get a bonus 25 cents back per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents back per gallon. So again, download the free get upside app available in the app store or on Google play and use that promo code touchdown. When you sign up, that's get upside promo code touchdown to start saving every time you fill up. So, uh, you know, I was watching the Monday night football game, which was presumably it all signs seem to point that it's going to be the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career. Mm-hmm. He's going to retire after the season. It was his final home game going out against a team like Cleveland division rival. He's dominated throughout uh, his entire career. I think I saw this, heard the stat that they've only lost to the Browns like three times over the last 18 years that he's been the quarterback there. Um, obviously you, you think about that and watching the Manning cast of that Monday night football game with Peyton and Eli, you think a little bit about how Eli's tenure in New York after a lot of success, uh, kind of ended not as well because there were multiple benchings. He did happen to his final start in a giants uniform did happen to be a home win for that team, but it was after basically a couple of years of turmoil where he was benched multiple times. Um, And you then start to think about, you know, Matt Ryan's uh, last couple of years in Atlanta. And you wonder sort of on that spectrum, will Matt Ryan kind of go out more like Ben Roethlisberger, you know, on his own terms, seemingly arguably at the top, not necessarily when you look at the Steelers overall record, but at least in that final game, uh, having that opportunity or you wonder on the opposite end of the spectrum, will it be a little bit more low key on the Eli side of things? I guess, you know, we're sitting here in a situation, home game this weekend against a division rival. So you can sort of draw your own parallels there with this stuff. But uh, do you think this could be Matt Ryan's final home game in uh, a Falcons uniform? I do not. I I really do think that you have to kind of think about the money, um, which for the Falcons means a lot because the salary cap situation, I mean, I, I know I've talked about the salary cap a ton um, before, and um, I know there are a lot of people who can break it down a lot better than I can, but I just don't really see a way that you part ways with Matt Ryan in the off season of 2022 and it not be incredibly detrimental to your cap. Um, I know Matt Ryan, because his contract has been restructured so many times that so much money has just been kicked down the line. And at some point, you're going to have to pay Matt Ryan what that con- what he- what's owed per that contract. And so right now, that's what the Falcons are kind of in the situation where they have to pay Matt Ryan. And he has a couple more years left on this contract, and I kind of am in the camp of, okay, he's still playing pretty well. If you can get some guys back around him and protect him better, and and because we've seen games in 2021 where Matt Ryan has looked, you know, as good as and consistent as we know Matt Ryan to be. And so I think you still have an opportunity to kind of play Matt Ryan to the end of his contract, and, and that kind of gets you – in a better situation if you're the Falcons per the salary cap. And and I think that more than anything is kind of the driver of these Matt Ryan conversations because I think there's a possibility that the Falcons really, really look to the draft to build up what they want in, in terms of the future of this organization and the foundation of what Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith want to build in Atlanta. I think a lot of it comes from the draft. So if you draft well – in the next two years, 
And then once Matt Ryan's contract is out, you don't have that contract kind of weighing over your head if you're the Falcons. Then you have something to play with, and you have you have an opportunity to hopefully have a core group already established and already together by 2020, 2023 or 2024 when you would potentially be looking and be on the market for a quarterback to essentially step into Matt Ryan's role. Um, so I am not in the camp of the Falcons should get rid of Matt Ryan in the off in this coming off season. Um, crazier things have happened. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen or anything like that, but I just, I just think it would be really, really difficult to to part ways with Matt Ryan and and to find find a team, a willing team to kind of take over what his contract is, which is a it's a doozy because of how much the Falcons owe him. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm in the same camp. Um, you know. To, for the record, for anybody watching <laughs> or listening, I, I don't think the Falcons, I don't think this weekend is going to be Matt Ryan's last game in Atlanta. But um, uh, it just makes you, you kind of think about those things a little bit because we're definitely closer to the end than we are at the beginning. Um, so um, that's where we're going to leave it here with uh, Tori McElhaney of AtlantaFalcons.com. And Tori, I really appreciate you coming back on. Being our first guest of 2022, we'll get the oh new year started off in, in a great way. Um, and uh, look forward to our future conversations as we get into this off season. Um, but uh, go ahead and let the listeners know, you know, what kind of stuff you got coming up over at AtlantaFalcons.com and, and plug anything else that you want to. Yeah, absolutely. So I know my Twitter's down here. Um, so everybody follow me on Twitter. Um, and as far as off-season plans go, my goodness, we have a ton that's kind of on the docket. We've actually been in meetings about what kind of the off-season plan is going to look like, what series we're going to do. I, I really want to dive into a series just kind of explaining the salary cap to people because kind of like what we've been talking about, there are a lot of misconceptions about where the Falcons are part of the salary cap. So I would love to kind of break that down in a series and kind of just tell everybody where the Falcons are and, and why they're making the moves that they're making. And um, of course, we're probably going to be doing some position by position breakdown. So who the Falcons have coming back in 2022, also what free agents that they could look to re-sign, um, the futures of people like Foyer and Isaiah Oliver, guys like that, who I think you could have an argument to re-sign if the Falcons were to have the money to do so. All of those things. And then, of course, the draft itself. There are so many things that we're going to be doing over the course of the next, gosh, four months leading up to the draft. So there's a lot. That's I mean, that's a lot of plug. And uh, that's a that's a lot of different things kind of happening all at once. But that's kind of the fun of the offseason and all the kind of speculation that comes along with it. Absolutely. Look forward to seeing what you guys cook up uh, this offseason. It's going to be, as usual, a, a very interesting offseason, not only for the Falcons, but I think across the league, because particularly when it, we were talking about Matt Ryan, I, there's going to be a lot of big names potentially on the move um, this offseason. I'm sure Matt Ryan's name is going to be brought up a ton. So I'm sure you'll be talking quite a bit more about the Falcon salary cap situation as it pertains to uh, potentially moving on from Matt Ryan. So we'll see how that goes. But Tori, again, I definitely appreciate you joining me uh, today on Lockdown Falcons. So guys, that's going to do it for us here on today's Locked On Falcons. We're going to appreciate Tori McElhaney for joining us and sharing her insights into last week's game as well as this upcoming game. Of course, we got more to come 
in terms of the upcoming matchup between the Falcons and Saints on tomorrow's crossover Thursday episode with Locked On Saints host Ross Jackson for the final crossover of the 2021 season and the first crossover, I guess, of the 2022 calendar year. Uh, and we'll see what Ross has to say about this Saints team heading into this matchup and We'll get you the insights on who's going to win this last game. And Falcons can get to that 8-9 record that I had predicted them to have uh, at the beginning of the season. And just for bragging rights, I just want them to win this game for only other reasons, in addition to knocking the Saints out of the playoffs and all that stuff. And, oh, I guess because they're a Falcon team and I want them to win or whatever the case may be. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. And then that sets us up for a Q&A mailbag on Friday so you can submit your questions there uh, and, and you can submit questions via Twitter or Facebook at Locked On Falcons via email at Locked On Falcons at mail.com. And of course, you can leave a comment here on the Locked On Falcons YouTube channel. Uh, so, guys, that's going to do it for us here on Locked On Falcons. And again, another recommendation for what your second listen should be after Locked On Falcons being your first listen. And of course, I am always going to remind you of the Locked On Bets podcast, always trying to hook up ways for you guys to make some extra money, put some money in your pocket, get upsides, put money back in your pocket for driving around and locked on bets is putting money back in your pocket just simply by listening to Lee Sterling's daily picks, his blowout specials. And of course his lock of the day to help uh, you with, you know, making those bets, whether it's football, basketball, you know, hockey, when baseball comes back, Lee's got you covered on all that stuff. So Lee's got you covered everywhere, finding those tips and tricks that are going to get a little bit of extra money in your pocket. And of course, Locked on Bets is available on a variety of podcast platforms, Google, Apple, Odyssey, and much, much more. So that's going to do it for us here, guys, on today's Locked on Falcons. Appreciate you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with a crossover Thursday with a Locked on Saints host, Ross Jackson. Till then, guys.